0: Are you constantly behind, so far behind that you feel like you'll never catch up? As a contractor or business owner, it's easy to get to that point. What ends up happening is that you become totally overwhelmed and then your production takes even more. Next thing you know, you're dropping projects, you're losing out on opportunities. In today's episode, we'll be talking to Stephanie Hudson about how you can overcome overwhelm by hiring out tasks. Welcome to Empowering Productivity, the podcast that empowers you to break the mental chains that keep you from producing. Here are your hosts, Keeley and Austin Reason.
1: So I think we've talked uh, maybe once or twice on the show before about uh, the advantages of, of some of the Facebook groups and online communities that we've been a part of. And in one of those, I've run across a couple of folks that have had an opportunity to sort of uh, maybe partner up with on a one-off gig, um, maybe bounce ideas off of each other and dig into each other's business a little bit. And one of those people has been Stephanie Hudson. So uh, it's really, gosh, you know, I was going to say it's been fairly recent, but now I feel like it's probably been six months and it feels like it was two days ago. I don't, <laughs> in the time of COVID, I'm not really sure. I call it pandemic. That's that's absolutely right. But um, Stephanie and I have uh, chatted a little bit here and there and, and given each other some advice and realized that we have a lot in common with what our businesses do. And so we wanted to sort of bring her on today and talk about how you can overcome overwhelm by hiring out some of your tasks. So Stephanie, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to.
2: What's up, you guys? I'm so happy to be hey. here. Um, glad to have you. it has been super fun getting to know you guys in the group. And Austin, I always laugh at your responses to people's posts and things like that. For those of you that don't <laughs> share any groups with Austin, you're missing out.
1: He's I'm just to I'm just talk. gonna assume that means when I'm intentionally being funny, not when I'm giving business advice
2: <laughs> or talking about how
1: I build websites. That's that would be Well scary.
2: that we'll leave that up to them. <laughs> discretion of the
1: viewer. Fair, so Fair enough. Uh, fair enough.
2: So I, I own a company called Focus WP and we offer white label services to agencies. And this sort of all came about because I also own an agency and my business partner owns an agency. We each have our own separate agencies. Mine is called Sweet Tea Marketing because I'm in the south, down in um, North Carolina, that's in the right. States. And so that company is sort of, um, you know, we focused on integrity and southern values and all that kind of stuff. We fo- we do uh, primarily website design and branding, but m- many other marketing tasks and things like that too. Sort of, that's more of your bespoke setup, which I think probably a lot of your viewers are, you know, doing similar things. And I started to realize about uh, you know a lot of the gaps that were there and a lot of the things that I wished were available to me as an agency owner. So my partner Tom and I created Focus WP to kind of try and provide some of that. So if anybody wants to check out some of our services, it's focuswp.co.
1: That's right. Dot dot co, not dot com, like I did when I tried to invite her to right. our, our recording today. That's right. <laughs> exactly.
0: So you guys work with, obviously, a lot of other businesses. And mm-hmm. so here we work with agencies. We work direct to customer. We kind of do both. But I I mean, even our customers are business owners. So what right. I mean, one of the things that I see is that they're constantly getting behind. So yeah. in your experience, what are some things that you feel like pe- make
2: people behind? Like what are some of your agency owners dealing with? One of the things I can speak from personal experience that I think is um, it has always been an issue for me and my agency is when you are when you start a business because you're good at something like hey I'm good at building websites I should do this for a living and then all of a sudden you start a business and you now you're not you don't have as much time to do the thing that you enjoy and that you're good at because yeah. you're running a business. You've got to do all the admin things and bookkeeping, ah, you know, the worst. Right. And all of these different, you know, tasks you you've got to manage contractors or staff or whatever. And so those kind of elements they weigh us down, especially when we are visionaries, which is the type of people that start businesses typically. If right. you're creative, yeah. you know, that, that's in this industry, those two types of personalities or brain types, whatever, th- that makes the admin side of things very difficult.
1: I, and you know, one of the things I've noticed in in uh, the, the admin bar and some other Facebook groups that I'm in is that there's primarily... There's a couple of kind of web developers that I find. It's the creatives. And like you said, creatives. And the super geeks. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I was going to say, yeah, the, the techie, the, the coders. Um, and those you know, people
0: are always the furthest behind, I feel like. Oh, really? Which ones, the coders? The, the coders and super geeks. And I don't know yeah. if it's because of their relationship skills or what, but man, those guys won't answer emails for weeks. I'm like, can you please?
2: Yeah, and I
1: don't even know that that's really necessarily always because they're drowning in work or behind on their task mm-hmm. list as much as, like you said, it's just like, Oh, it's just
2: know. not their strength.
1: Right. And Yeah. And, and one and of, then, like you said, the uh, creatives are similar where they're just sort of la la la. <laughs> I going to go do right. things and who needs a plan, right. you know? So,
2: and, and I, there's, um, there's a book that someone just told me about. It's on my list. I haven't read the book. I've read uh, a lot about it and done a little research on it, but it's called rocket fuel. And in that book, um, the, they the the right The author talks about having the right combination of people to make your business a success. Um, and I think that's super important. I, I, it started to become so clear to me. Um, I, I was a lone wolf for a long time. you know, even when mm. I had a corporate job doing web development, I worked for a university I worked for Georgia Tech, and there were okay. engineers, admin, and me. That was it. So there were all these left brainers, I felt like the total black sheep. And, <laughs> um, and then when I eventually met my first business partner, who, who I started Sweet Tea with, um, he was a fine arts major, he was super creative and artsy. And I realized like our work together, like when he would design a site, and I would build it, it made it so much better. And, and then he, he eventually went on his way to ha- start a family and do other things. And he, but now that I'm partnered with Tom and Focus WP, I realize it's, it's not the same combination, but he is very detail oriented and behind the scenes. He do, he's organized and does systems and processes. And I hate all of those things. And he's so good at them. And I get on podcasts and do videos and, and he doesn't and want that, talk right? to people. <laughs> And he says that oh, me and his mom are the only two people on the planet that are allowed to call him because <laughs> he, he's <laughs> talking on the phone. He doesn't want to be in front of anybody, you know. And uh, so, again, like depending on your strengths and weaknesses, I think it's – and I don't even think it's weaknesses. I, that's the wrong thing. But I think that if you match yourself up with the right types of, of personalities, I, then you, I'm, I'm you're, you become greater the than weakness. the sum of your
1: parts. What? I said I'm not even going to shy away from weakness. I'll just go ahead and admit there there are areas uh, in our business that I am totally deficient and weak and and no good at. And thankfully, most of those areas are where Keely overlaps with her strengths. And yeah, isn't yeah, that so it,
2: fun when you get that when you see that happening? It I is. mean, it's just like again, it's you become truly greater than the sum of your parts so, because what you're you know, able to do together is so much more than what either of you could accomplish
1: separately. So that's absolutely true, but let's back up to the lone wolf because a lot, a lot of web developers are that they're, they're, mm-hmm. you know, the, the company of one.
0: Well, a lot of business owners are that, yeah. oh, it's yeah. not just of, developers. Yeah. We have not so right. many people, it's just them.
1: Exactly. So how, when, when they're getting overwhelmed, they're getting behind, how do, in your experience, either you personally, or when you've been talking with other, you know, agency owners and, and, and business owners, how do they typically handle When they when they start to drown, when they're being overwhelmed, what do they do?
2: Well, there is okay. So let's just define what this overwhelm is, right? So there is a capacity that you hit, and when we're we might have a passion for our business, but let's face it, we're doing it to pay the bills to make money, right? Right, That's why we're that's why we all are are working. (laughs) And so if you are trying to make a living and you know attain a, a standard of living that you've determined for yourself and you you innately there's a capacity you you only have so many hours in a day you right. only have so much you know your skill set has a capacity all so of much these brain things power. right so if you are working full tilt like you have you can't even remember the last time you took a vacation or spent a weekend without touching your laptop you are at your capacity for time if you aren't making enough money at that point then you've got a real overwhelming situation, or maybe you are making enough money, but you're so full tilt that you don't have any time to to refresh and recharge, to take a break or take a vacation, which right. yeah, is crucially important. All that money
1: for nothing, almost right. You know, like so you're the lights you, on, so that you can keep making the money to keep the lights on. That's you know
2: right. So when you hit this point of overwhelm, uh, you that's you know you're really teetering on the edge probably of a burnout. And when you hit a burnout, that's where things just all get dropped and, you know, stuff starts to really go bad. And it can be very costly for your business, not just financially, but reputationally as well. If that, if you hit that point, Mm -hmm. excuse me. So I think when it when it comes to how you handle overwhelm, um, I don't know if you mean like it, it, how do you handle it emotionally? You know, some people just just shut down. And some people are problem solvers. A lot of us in the web industry are problem solvers. So if we're a logical, analytical, troubleshooting type, we might say, okay, I've hit a point of capacity, what do I do about it? And if the answer is, you know, for, fi- for your financial goals or f- for your goals for your business, basically, you can either charge more money for what you're doing, or you can do more work right if you if you need to make more and if you are at that that cap of time well you you physically can't do more work you you might be able to charge more money most people when they're starting out most of us and most of the people i see in the groups could charge more but even that hits a cap too you know there is a certain market value where that you hit you know like a standard level a ceiling for certain things i mean you can't charge right you know a hundred thousand dollars for a five-page website to a mom and pop shop it's just not gonna hold up in the marketplace so so you do hit a capacity point for all of these things so you know one of the things that i really encourage people to do is to outsource start outsourcing you can outsource right. um you know you can add just more hands to the pot if you have if you have work that you're capable of but you just are out of time you can just add more hands to do more projects, or you can add on services that are outside of your comfort zone or your skill set. So if you're a designer, you might want to outsource some of your development tasks, things like that. Uh, alternately, right. if if it's like the first scenario, you may wanna just keep focusing on the actual deliverable and outsource your administrative tasks, your bookkeeping, things like that, you know? So this is scary for people because if you're at that point where you're working full tilt and you are just making enough or not making enough money, you know, us saying like, just go hire people, like that might sound like a, (laughs) yeah, right, kind of a situation.
0: It's also a matter of, I get approached by agencies that want to hire me to do work for them. They literally are too overwhelmed to give me the work.
2: Right. Right. Right, and then they yeah. end up That's giving totally me incomplete
0: true. um instructions and, and they've never involved anyone in the process, so it does kind of mm-hmm. have a problem. So what I find is when people are overwhelmed, whether it's my contractors or the my clients, they generally just have come to a sudden halt, like they were mm-hmm. moving along and they were moving faster than they could keep up, and then all of a sudden all production stops, mm. <laughs> you know yeah. right The yeah. other thing I see is that they they drop communication, they just quit communicating. There's fewer uh, there's more days between emails and then I get a lot of apology. Like every time I reach out, I'm <laughs> right. so
2: sorry. You know, I get so For sure. I I've, I've hit that point. I've hit that point in my agency and you you it is. It's it's frustrating. It's discouraging, it's embarrassing. You know, you, there's a lot of emotions that go to it. Especially as a, you know, when you're a solopreneur, it's not a job. It's your, this is your business. This is your baby. And so when things aren't going well, or when you know that you're dropping the ball, or worse yet, being the bottleneck in the business, that's, that's a very stressful and upsetting scenario to find yourself in.
1: Yeah, I know one, one thing that we ran into, Gailie was talking about, you know, people that are trying to hire out their work and can't even find the time to do that. That's been a, a big struggle that we've had to overcome where we had to say, okay, yes, it may take an hour out of my day to get this work over to the other person so I can get it off my plate. But if I do that one hour now, you know, whether that's training somebody on your team how to do the task or it's doing the research to find, you know, a, a white label resource or something like that, if you invest that hour now, you're gonna, you're gonna pull back, you know, benefits from that every week here, you know, from here on out and, and getting your head wrapped around that <laughs> and just saying, it's, I've got to true. take the time out to do this. It, it hurts to, you know, but I've got all this work and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I know. But at yeah, some at a point, make you just got to bite the bullet.
0: We make that priority in our company. That's how my assistants that I'm like, right. You don't get anything, knock anything else off this list until
2: everybody on this team has <laughs> yeah, work.
1: Yeah. So I
2: think the word invest is good. You said you've got to invest in that and I think it's yeah. it's true. Our time and our money spent in onboarding or outsourcing or whatever it is, you know, how whichever point you're in, that is an investment in your business. And, you know, an investment involves spending something, whether it's time or money, and then the idea is that you have an ROI. You get a return on that right. investment.
0: Right. So what kind of work would you recommend people hire out? I mean, I don't know what all kinds of businesses you work with, so this won't be the same for every company, but what kinds of tasks can be hired out kind of immediately?
2: Uh, There are tons of great resources for virtual assistants that can do lots of admin tasks for people. I think that's frequently um, sort of an easy first Uh, You know, if you're buried by email, maybe have somebody help you with your emails. Have somebody managing some communications with, um, you know, with clients or, or you know, delegating some tasks to people. Uh, I, I like to have somebody that's sort of like a a VA slash sort of project manager helper kind of person. I've worked with people like that in the past where we sort of meet regularly and say, okay, can you make sure that these people are on top of this and that that's happening. And would you send an email to this client? For me, that's something useful because those aren't my strengths again, you know? So starting out with things that aren't your strengths are really one of the, one of the most important things I think.
1: And I think, you know, you, you kind of went straight to virtual assistant and that was something that I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, until a few years back yeah we where, have a lot of
0: virtual assistants huh i said but we mm-hmm. have a lot of them now well yeah we I didn't mean, call, we don't call them that but that's what we have that's kind
1: of what they mm-hmm. are and um keely for a while was was a, a bit of a virtual assistant kind of still is in, yeah, in some terms. Um, and and i didn't even know that that existed like that there are just people out there in you know in internet land that can do things and you know i just hire them and give them a task list and and that kind of thing um so if you're if you're somebody who's struggling with where do I even begin. You know, like I don't need a copywriter or a web developer. I just need a doer. Hey, go mm-hmm. look up a VA service. Go look up a virtual assistant service and see what you can find. And you may well, be and another another thing
2: I like to recommend people do is when you're if you're in Facebook groups, uh I mean, Facebook, it's so funny. It's like it's not the cool social network for sharing things. It's like where the grandmas are, except for <laughs> right. in the business world, like the secret hidden right. world of groups it, that is so fabulously yeah. beneficial, uh, especially in our industries with web and everything. I mean, I think a lot of yeah. industries, but for us, it's just remarkable
1: Anybody who's being in the groups, so, so go online. in the groups.
2: Yeah. if you're If you're in these Facebook groups, post in there. And say, like, who has a VA that they love? A lot of times people aren't right. using them full time. Most VAs are having, you know, work with multiple businesses. Right. Oh, yeah. They may be able to help you as well. And if, you, if you've got that kind of a um, referral, uh, that's, that's huge. So What I kind of stuff do of- you guys have your VAs do? Oh, we do so
0: much. Uh, my VAs will do certain kinds of communication for clients where they send reports they, mm-hmm. they craft the report, they actually send it to them. It comes from my address, but we have a system for that, and they handle like social media certain things like if I have certain accounts where they do social media posting they I have a writer team leader who does all the writing assignments. I have an SEO team leader does all that
1: uh one one person on the team um, kind of started showing a little bit of initiative and some promise on the more technical side of things, the sort of the web development side of things. And mm-hmm. uh, so Keely just encouraged me. She, cause I, I, I was the website arm of our business entirely mm-hmm. up until, I don't know, six months ago. And Keely said, you know, why don't, why don't you ask so-and-so to do that? And I was like, uh, why, <laughs> you know, like that's my job. And she's like, yeah, but you know, like you got to get know. it off your plate. And so I started handing her things. And as I've done that, um, your life got better. Oh my gosh. Like I, unbelievably,
2: you know
0: what you'll, you'll really appreciate that later because there are going to be things that you need research for. I actually have the assistants do research. Sometimes I'm like, can you please go find out how to do fill in the yep. blank?
1: So that's kind of what I was getting ready to say is that, um, here lately I've started just sort of poking the fence to, to see like what, where are her boundaries? Like what is she fully mm-hmm. capable of? And, um, so the other day I said, uh, I had this task on my, on my to-do list and I just emailed her and I said, Hey, um, go, go log into this thing, do X, Y, and Z. Tell me how far you get basically. Like I gave her this punch Mm -hmm. list of, of tasks and said, knock everything off this list that you can. And if you run into problems, let me know. And then just tell me when you've hit your limit. And first of all, she got way more done than I knew she was capable of doing. Um, I wasn't surprised by it because <laughs> she... And and then I discovered there were some things she didn't really know how to do already, but she was able to figure it out. And I was like, oh mm-hmm. man, like, you know, so now just every now and then I'll just say, hey, um, go try this. And then if she comes back with like, just like, you know, yeah, no confused faced emoticon, <laughs> or emoji emoticon, holy 90s oh wow. <laughs>
2: Uh
1: You can find me on AOL amazing. Instant Messenger at... <laughs> Jeez. emoticon anyways oh emoji gosh. um yeah if she comes back with just sort of like a, a you know a solid line of question marks then i go okay all right so she doesn't know that but then i can teach her that um mm-hmm. so yeah yeah it's, i love it's that amazing what, i, I what think of um do.
2: for for admin type people i sort of think of them in two kind of camps and that's that's more than admin but but the sometimes that right. that situation you're in is such a like that's awesome. Like that's the Holy grail. When you find somebody that can grow with you and then you have loyalty and you have a relationship and you have all these things. And I mean, those are the people that are really worth hanging on to, but, but I think of, um, people that I want to assign tasks to sort of in two different things, people who think and people who just do as they're told. (laughs) And Mm, I don't mean this in any kind of rude way whatsoever, but I have, I have some staff that like we do, um, we do white label maintenance, WordPress maintenance at Focus WP. And I have staff that we've trained and vetted and all this stuff. And they go and run all the updates. And if you know, if there's issues or whatever, we have a system for flagging and tagging. So that's fine. But sometimes like if I go in and do it, I, I think too much. I don't just follow right. the checklist. I'm like, oh, what if we did this instead? What if we did right. that? Like, it takes me literally three times as long to do these right. things. And it's good for me to get in there every couple months and do it because then I realize like, oh, there's this new feature and this would improve the the service that we're offering or blah, blah, blah. And we add that into yeah. their so SOPs, you know, but, but- I'm but,
1: identifying so much right now.
2: <laughs> right. But if you hire, right. you can hire people that can just do as they're told. They, If they're, you know- yeah, yeah. In, like they just follow the steps and it gets done and it gets done fast. But some things you need to be able to say, like, go figure this out. And that isn't for those right. people. Yeah. Right. And so right. it's and nice there's, to there's have people like others, that, exactly. that you can say, like, go learn this or figure this out. I think that's right. like, and I don't know, I have i don't really say that out loud all that much. I think I just sort of had that in my head that those are two <laughs> different sort of buckets <laughs> that I put people we have it. people but,
0: like that too and i am the one that doesn't want to be told what to do and i have people on my team that do like that though and uh-huh. they love it yeah. and they crave it and i'm like good for you i'd never yeah. want to do that work
1: See, you're <laughs> yeah. a perfect match I've, that's right i've i've been embarrassed a couple times by um a, you know like handing off a task and then they come back to me and they're like okay what's next and i'm like how are you yeah done? they did
0: in like 10 minutes how are you done and they're like, <laughs> how are you done
1: yeah, it's like, you yeah. know, I because like you said, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to tinker and some, you know, alert in the corner is going to catch my eye. Totally. And like, Nope. Austin said, do this. And I did that. And now I'm done. Uh-huh. What's next? I'm like, well, uh, I like exactly. to point out here that.
0: that a lot of times when I talk to business owners that are worried or scared about hiring stuff out is that they don't really know how much it's going to cost. And I mm-hmm. say yeah. that all the time I tell them someone can get this done much faster than you. They don't yeah. have mm-hmm. any, any in the game basically so this is why it's actually really good to hire out some of this work to other people because to them it's not like if i do it wrong my business is going to crumble so Mm
2: -mm. well and it depends on who you're hiring what rate and things like that too but sometimes i'll say to people like if i'm doing sort of a trial with someone new like we've recently been onboarding some new developers and things and for trial projects i'll say um A client has this request, and they'd like to know how this could be done, or or go start working on this. Whatever, work on it for one hour, you know, up to an hour, and then report back and let me know where you're at.
1: Right, yeah, which is
2: a nice little way to get to know. You you know,
1: you can afford that. So you build that trust. Yeah, right, exactly.
2: Because one one that one hour isn't going to make or break you, and it it should be enough to get a a sense of their skill set and you know, capabilities and things like that. And if you do that on a couple different projects, you get the hang of that person. And -hmm. you got to remember too, it takes time at the beginning to build up a, you know, a a sense of what each of you is looking for in the relationship sort of, you know, recently I had someone, a, a virtual assistant that I was sort of onboarding and I had her go sourcing images for some blog posts. Well, that's really tricky because that's very personal. Like, I care yes. what the pictures look like, uh-huh. and so she and there were a lot were of them stressed. were like, they were sort of like ambiguous things too, like SEO and stuff like that, you know. And it's right. like, so she came back with these these posts, and I'm like, actually, I hate them. Can you go look for some more? I'm like, you're doing fine. <laughs> don't get don't hurt. Don't get your feelings hurt, but like keep keep trying. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, no, don't feel bad. You just have to learn what you know. It's like I, it's hard to explain your tastes and all that stuff. So I just dumped her in the deep end and said don't feel bad if I don't like them, just keep trying, you know? And so she's, she's got the hang of it now. And she's, she's like, now she's like, okay, I'm getting it. And so she was moving quicker and, and getting more things, but that's a simple example. But even if you're talking about copywriting or development or design or any of the, those kind of things, uh, if you're talking specific, especially if you're talking about somebody that's going to be interfacing with your clients in your behalf, you know, communication styles, all of that, like to figure out what, you know, for them to figure out what you want and for you to figure out how to get what you want from them takes a little time. It does. Like the yeah. first month of working with somebody is the least productive. So right. again, that's, you know, yeah. the investment period.
1: So I'll, I'll sort of wrap up um, what type of work you should hire out with, with one last plea to entrepreneurs, companies of one small business owners to beg and plead you as soon as you can hire out professional services do it. Do it. As soon as you can afford I, a CPA, do it. As soon as you can afford a bookkeeper, do it. Right. Stop trying to learn it. It's there's people yeah. that have entire degrees. Let <laughs> pay them, man. You know, pay off their, some of their it. college loans, would you? And stop yeah. spending your time, spending your tires, trying to decipher tax law or or any number of other things, legal things. Um, you know, business strategy and structure. You know, all the there are people out there who know it who don't have to learn it they already did just as soon as you can afford to pay them to do it and get it off your plate
2: i almost think before you can afford to. does that make sense like just do yeah. it like yeah just do okay. it find a way get somebody to do just like a couple hours a month or do your bookkeeping quarterly even like before you feel like you're ready do it i almost think i've advised people lots of times oh, before as well before you hit even on project stuff like before you hit a point where you have to bring on a a developer to help you finish a project on time
1: because
2: of what we've been saying where it takes a little time up front like if you wait till you're in that crisis situation it's a lot harder and the results are a lot less consistent (laughs) you know so and i've i've been burned by doing that i've waited until i was in a crisis went out and found somebody that I didn't have time to fully vet. I didn't have time to fully train, started somebody on a project. And then the next thing I know he ghosted and there I am up Oh no! all night for the weekend, all weekend, you know, pulling all nighters for on a weekend to get the project done because you know, so it's like it really, it, it set me back rather than helping me. But so that's why I think like, the sooner the better, even if it's, you don't, you don't have to hire a full-time person either. That's the beauty of what we do. You yeah. can get somebody for little bits, small test projects and, or, or hire, you know, hire them to do something for your website by a show of hands, agency owners who doesn't <laughs> love their website. right? Yeah. All of you. So hire somebody to do something to improve your website. It's a perfect way to test somebody out. So what are some other things
0: that you have found that help you get caught up? I mean, all right. So we've hired out our stuff and we're still hitting overwhelm. What are some things personally, whether it's productivity tools, tips, processes, what are some of your go-tos?
2: This is a tricky one because I think it depends on how people live and work. You know, um, one thing is uh, this, some, it's tough to do, but sometimes you really do need a little break. And Mm -hmm. I know in our uh, in my Facebook group, it's called Focus on Your Biz. You guys are in there. It's a great bunch of folks. And um, we had a colleague who was absolutely losing her mind. She was running a business, her kids just had to be distance learning, and she's stuck doing that. And her husband got sick, and all the like, she was on complete and total overwhelm, and she was losing it. And I I called a little. powwow with some of our buddies in the group. Like we have a little small group that we do Zoom chats and stuff. And we just gave her a pep talk and we hung out. And don't you know, less than a month later, I had a bad, I call it a bad entrepreneur week. Do you guys ever have those? We're like, it's just a bad entrepreneur (laughs) week. Like where everything goes wrong and it all dumps in your lap. And you know, I had had somebody quit and I had all this extra stuff. And I was just super stressed out. And I was like, I need a pep talk, you know, so sometimes something as silly as that as like getting in a group of other people who are like, Oh, yeah, I've totally been there. I know what you're talking about. That's happened to me many times. And just reminding you, like, the sun's gonna come back out, you're gonna survive, you know, like, so silly as that is, I think that's something that can be really important to step away from the desk a little bit, have a drink or a, you know, meet, meet a friend for coffee, virtually do something to break out of the panic that you're in.
1: So um, one of the things that um, has kind of accidentally become a theme of our podcast, um, we, we, we talk about a lot about a, you know, being opposites uh, mm-hmm. personally and then on you know, every, every team. Like you said, you and your business partner tend to be you know, right. opposite strengths and things. And, and one of those in particular is we had an episode where we talked about the tortoise and the hare. Did you, have you heard that one yet?
2: I think I started that one.
1: Okay. So the idea, the idea there is you know, the tortoise and the hare are parable. Um, basically the, the moral of the story is slow and steady wins the race. And so mm-hmm. I grew up thinking that I was wrong because I'm not the slow, steady plod along and get the task done. I'm the one that works in a burst of productivity followed by a nap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not a nap, not a literal nap, mm-hmm. but, you know, a, a hey, burst don't of... don't knock naps. Of... No, I'm right. not knocking <laughs> them out. Oh, yeah, not at all. Um, but, you know, by downtime or, you know, like it's sometimes downtime in the form of procrastination, um, those kinds of things. And, and my take on the story is yeah, but the, the hair did still cross the finish line. And if, and if what we're talking about is getting the job done, then the hair got done. So if you had to describe yourself, are you more of a tortoise or a hare? Are you, are you slow and steady wins the race and you're, you're just always, you know, slow burn or are you, you know, like hurry up, get it fast, done quick. blah blah, blah. And then, a lot of non-productivity for a little while.
2: That's such a tough question. I, I know I knew you were gonna ask me this too. I've been trying to decide. <laughs> and I'm like,
1: We need to prep all of our I, guests.
2: Can't I just Are, be, be ready Can't for the I be the one waving the checkered flag at the end and dancing around? Like, what if I'm not in the race? <laughs> <You're not> even, <laughs> Can I be I the one that water. shoots the fake gun at the beginning?
1: That's the best. <laughs> I just want to get every
2: I wanna get everybody hyped.
1: Okay. All right. So so what I'm hearing is keely is a tortoise slowly plodding through the race i'm the hare, sprinting and and waiting you're the cheerleader on the side going come on guys Mm -hmm. you can do it you're doing great (laughs) it's awesome
2: i believe in y'all
1: i think we're gonna have to reevaluate this question because Mm -hmm. uh um, i love your
2: leotard, austin
1: pardon that's what what i'll be saying I'm just kidding. I'm just oh. picturing you in like
2: a race, in like, I'm like what are you looking All at right now? I'm like,
1: did you find something on Facebook that I don't even know about? Like, what is it? I, <laughs> I
2: thought we complained. had a whole imaginary scenario oh, happening.
1: I got no. I'm with you now. I'm with you. Um, but yeah, Keely and I tend to tend to do that and say oh, we've got some people on our team that are this way and some that are that way. And then Ryan comes along and he's like, I'm kind of both. And you're like, I'm a third I'm thing neither. you didn't even are offer. You? it
0: well, I'm going to tell you what, if I worked um, with somebody long enough, I can tell you which one of these, these are. Cause I have not seen too many different types of people. It's
1: true.
2: I, I true. guess, I don't know. I need to, I need <laughs> to talk about it. A bit.
1: Conform I am to our terrible with procrastination
2: definitely. though. Procrastination are is like one of my biggest personality flaws. Yeah. And there's a long okay. list of them, but that's so me, one of so my worst
1: you. If you <laughs> There's a long list of them. So if you, if you procrastinate, do you have a tendency to put things off for any number of reasons, and then right at the deadline, you you just knock the mm-hmm. thing out. And I'm like, I am a deadline person for sure. This? Oh, that's awesome! That's the
0: hair. That's a hair. That's, that's what the I hair. would that's, describe. That's the category.
1: Yeah, that's that's part of how we describe that is do bursts of productivity, and sometimes it's it's proactive. But in my case, it tends to be on the other end. It tends to be I work well under a deadline, so I give I myself too. I, I give myself fake deadlines. I like. I do you know, too, but I'm too smart for that, and I don't. I'm, right. I just. I'm, them. I'm apparently just dumb enough that I that I forget that it was actually due on the fifteenth. He has a but terrible I put it on memory. The, I put it on the calendar that it was due for the thirteenth, <laughs> and then on the thirteenth, I'm like stressing out, and Keely's like, "You've got two days," and I'm like, "Wait, what?" Which awesome. Let me ask me. you this though. Let me okay. ask you
2: this though. When you are procrastinating something huge, aren't you so productive at every other thing? <laughs> That's something else I've found. I'll be like, I "I am getting so much done because I'm making all these reasons why I can't do the thing that I'm dreading.
0: I ask him that all the time, like, why in the heck are you cleaning the full house and redesigning that site when you have this one to work on? What's going on right now?
1: Now you know. I may or may not have redesigned our entire business's website because I wasn't ready to do another task. Yes, exactly why you did it. I may have completely overhauled the website over the weekend one time on accident.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, No, I get it. Yeah, like your your house will never be cleaner than when you have billing to do, right?
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right.
2: That's for me. That's it. Yeah.
1: So, all Uh, right. So, are there any other um, as we continue to to dig further into Stephanie as a as a human being? Are there other things that (laughs) cause you to be less productive? That whether it's something that throws you into that procrastination or just whatever. Some what when is it that you are being the least productive?
2: Yeah, I think there's a lot of things for me personally. Uh, I'm constantly on like productivity hack things, but it's it's tough for me. I don't think I have like my brain just pinballs. And I, I think um, I am best if I have a small number of things to focus on at once. If I have like, you know, three big projects going, that's about my max for my personal focus level right. to be able to be attentive to all those things. Once it gets higher, I and when I become like that stressed out, I frazzle and I don't do anything. Mm. And so that's, that's a kind of thing where it's important to recognize these. It's, it's like, it's interesting that you're asking this question, because I think that's one of the big things is like, figuring out what causes the breakdown, so that you can start to see, see it ahead of time and address it. So I right. know full well, that if I have too many things on my plate, I'm going to get none of them done. Well, guess what, I'm an entrepreneur, we always have too many things on, on our plates, right? I run two businesses and we've got all this stuff. So that's, that is an issue that, and that's some, something again, where you can, you can delegate and, you know, you can outsource and delegate in order to help um, get ahead of that and not let it, not let it happen. I used to, right. <laughs> when I was young, I worked at a restaurant and I, a couple times, I think three different times when I needed quick cash or something, or I didn't want to, you know, whatever. I would go and get mm. a job at a restaurant and I would, <clears throat> I could get hired immediately. I could be like, I would go up to the tables. People loved me. We'd joke around and have a great time and it was time to serve them their food. I would forget everything. I had to put their orders in. I was like sweating. I was a mess. You know, when you get in the weeds, they call it, if you're, if you've ever done yeah. like food service, you get in the service, weeds okay. and I would just, yeah. my brain would short circuit and I would, be so stressed out, and I would ruin everything. I made horrible tips <laughs> I because know. I was terrible at it. They'd be like, "Could we please get some ketchup already?" And I'd be like, "The kitchen is so slow today. Like I, because you know, I'm blaming everything that's on right. the kitchen. Because it's to the kitchen. That's to get right. Because we make our ketchup. To get the ketchup fresh yeah. No, I office. was horrible at it, and it, so it was like I didn't learn then, but I learned later on as more of an adult. Looking back, like that's why." Like the social part of working at a restaurant, I was great at. And I'm still good at those things. But I'm not good when I have like too many things that I have to handle at once. Like I could never be like an ER doctor or something like that. I'd oh just be gosh. like, I quit. Oh I can't God. do it. That's right. You have too many bullet holes. I don't know what to do. Well,
1: so that's the thing is you've kind of keyed into um, a a lot of what we're trying to help people out with here. You know, our our tagline is helping people to break the mental chains that keep you from producing. Because what we found Mm -hmm. is that that's a lot of it. You know, people are a lot of people spend time looking for you know, like you said, the newest productivity hack or the best to-do list app or all these kinds of things. And sometimes, I'm not knocking those things, but sometimes it is more the mental things, the the, the sure. hurdles that you've got to get over. And and you've said, you know, as you've, you know, grown, uh, you know, gotten a little bit more experience, that has helped you identify some of those weaknesses and those kinds of things. So um, yeah, that's, totally. that's what we're trying to do here is help people and it to identify within themselves.
2: Yeah, it doesn't have to be like, work only, right? You, we are are holistic beings. So, you know, if you got in a fight with your spouse or your boyfriend Mm -hmm. or your mom, then you might be notice that you're less productive. Or what about if you stayed up too late for a few nights in a row? Or what if you did this? Or what if you did that? Or what if like, even for me, I'm a night owl. If I have to get up early, a bunch of days in a row and uh, then yeah. i i'm t- i'm not as productive like i am not productive in the mornings at all <laughs> i can get more done between midnight and 4 a.m than i can get done between nine and six hands down
1: Does it sound uh, like unfortunately
2: can? yeah <laughs> Unfo- we, keely we now i know why so. you and i get along so well you no, have a no, time no, no. Oh, that's actually no, it's awesome. me <laughs> i know i know yeah. that's what i'm saying I, oh, I, like, oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. I'm the opposite <laughs> of her. That's what she's saying. I got you. I got you. She likes, she likes our kind, Austin. That's, that's right.
1: right. <laughs> it, it, it's very, very true. Well, Stephanie, so we identifying you so your okay.
2: triggers, identifying your triggers, identifying different cycles oh, in a yeah. month. Men, that's men too, not just women. Oh, absolutely. We all have right, our right. ups and downs. Yep. If you don't, What if you don't go outside? for a week and a half. I've had that happen <laughs> in quarantine. Like I don't yep. go anywhere because I work at home. My office does not have windows. Sometimes I will realize like, I can't remember the last time I went outside and that's time to get up and go take a little <laughs> walk because yep. you're, you're just not going to be at your best. And and there are lots of different, are you eating healthy or, you, you know, like think about like as a holistic human being, yep. what makes you a productive person and and also like back to what I was saying at the beginning like doing the parts that you enjoy and are good at and those are most likely the same thing because we all enjoy doing things that we're good at that that can help you to have that elevated emotional state and to be more productive in all and so you know back to the outsourcing like get rid of the stuff that is holding back your business that you you know get rid of the bottlenecks that you're causing by letting other people do the things that you're bad at.
1: Yeah. So like Keely said one time, don't wait, get it off your plate. So Stephanie. Um, oh, how it's can a little folks, poem. Uh, that's right. Yeah. A rhyme every time. How can uh, folks mm-hmm. get in touch with you and, and see more of your awesomeness?
2: <laughs> well, I am most frequently found in my Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz. We're there are a lot. You can also go to the website, FocusWP.co. That that's pretty much all my info is out there, and um, there's all kind of other resources and things. And I am happy to have these kind of conversations all the time, and they they do come up in the group quite a bit because this is something that entrepreneurs all face. You know, all of these yeah. different um, all of these different things, and and I think that uh, particularly in quarantine. I mean, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of web geeks that have been, um, you know, holed up in a dark basement for years now, but (laughs) it's even worse now because we don't ever leave, you know, you don't even go out to dinner or anything after work, you know, it's like, we're all just isolated and together. And just by getting to know people that are going through the same thing as you and sharing resources with each other and and things that have helped each other, you know, like listening to a podcast like this, hearing us talk about like the mistakes that we've made and the solutions we've found, you know, hopefully that's beneficial to other people. So then, you know, if you in turn go and share that with someone else, it just keeps the love flowing, man.
1: That's right. It's all, it's all, uh, mutually beneficial that's that's our hope Mm -hmm. with uh with the groups that we're in and the uh the podcast itself so um on that note thanks for listening and being a part of it if you have any kind of questions for us here um at r5 at at empowering productivity you can email us at contact at r5websitemanagement.com and until next week get out there and start breaking the mental chains that are keeping you from producing
2: bye you guys